All right. So same way we always start the show. But if you had to describe your life story and maybe like the three to five significant bullet points. So name, if you want to tell me your name, where you're from, and then how you got to a Zoom chat talking to a stranger today, how would you do it? My name is Jeremy Taylor. I am from Melbourne, Australia, uh, originally born in Western Australia, um, grew up in country towns. Um, so like, I would describe it like the deep south of, of, of the United, United States. Um, financial planner by education and by recent occupation, um, decided to take a career break last end of last year um, and looking to transition into venture capital private equity. Uh, I'm a father of two kids, uh, eight and four, which keeps me busy. Uh, and I'm a member of the Iron Council, which is how I got to be here talking to Tyler. Perfect. Yes, Iron Council is a online men's group, I guess, trying to one-up their lives and become better humans, right? So big fan of that. I've uh, been in that for about a year. And how long have you been in the IC for? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay. Very cool. Um, and then if you could extrapolate out the next five to 10 years of your life, so where do you want your story to be then? Any significant events or dreams you got on the horizon coming up? Yeah, I'd like to have a venture capital firm up and up and running or be working in, in venture capital. Um, I'll be close to 50 then. I know I don't look it. Um but I'd like to have some form of, of financial independence at that time where I'm working because I want to, not because I have to. That is the way to be. Yes. It must be uh, all the Vegemite. That must be the trick to looking young, Abs right? That's exactly right. We, we feed it, feed it to our kids from a young age. Right. I put, so I thought that stuff was like peanut butter and I put it on <laughs> one of my like toasts or whatever. Wait, way too much. It was like, yeah way too much sodium for one day one week one month i don't know yeah less is more with vegemite less is more that's what i learned quickly yes that is what i learned so cool all right so we got a smattering of questions today you kind of randomly uh chose some of the fun would you rather COVID and deep so we'll kind of go a couple in uh different categories so this should be a good one today um the first one from the fun absurd question list is going to be if you could be any cartoon character who would you want to be this is showing my age, but I would want to be Astro Boy. No idea who that. You got to explain that. So, one. so yeah. it's a it's a Japanese cartoon oh. from the late seventies, early eighties, where it's uh, the story is a scientist son dies. He recreates him in the form of a little robot called Astro Boy, um, oh. and he goes around doing Astro Boy ro robot things. The reason I want to be Astro Boy is right. he shoots bullets out of his butt. Out of his That's butt, okay. Out yes. of his butt, yep. That's hilarious. If you ask like 10 people in Australia who that is, would they like 10 out of 10 know who you're talking about? Or is this like a very niche? Four, four, four like out of 10. 40% of depending, the depending, depending on age, depending on age. Okay. But the rocket butt thing lost them maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone was up and watching that. That's interesting. I'm trying to think of the equivalent in the maybe like Dexter's laboratory. That might be the one that we, we watched as kids where this is like a young scientist and he's always making creations and stuff like that in his labs. That was a good one, but very cool. Okay. I like that answer. Um, question two, it's going to be, who's the worst character in TV history? Joffrey Baratheon. 
Nice. That I would fully support that. Yes. I I would have killed him myself. <laughs> That's right. What what uh like house or whatever do you think you would have been in if you could stock? I definitely stock. stock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're a northern guy. But you yeah, live in exactly. Australia. Yeah. So yeah, well, true. true. Oh, I should probably be Dawn then. Yeah, you should be Dawn. You should yeah, you'd be yeah. a good Dawn guy. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Joffrey, that's that's a solid. I can't think of anyone yeah. worse. And it's such a credit to the actor as well in that I, I think he cops cops it every time he goes out in public, like you're you're, you're terrible, you're terrible. That's that's this hallmarks of great actor. If if yeah. people cannot disassociate you from your character, you, you're doing you're doing your job. I like that. Yeah, the amount of hate you get in real life—that's how good of an actor you are. That's yep. that's a rough one. Yeah, yep. Tom Hanks must have a really nice because everyone loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's always the exactly. good guy, yeah. just the clean cut, whatever guy. Yeah, yeah. Joffrey. Yeah, I don't know even know if he's been in. Has he been in much other stuff? But I don't don't yeah. think so. I think he was in a movie. I think he might might have been in Master and Commander. Mm, uh, yeah. That Russell Crowe movie from years ago. But I, yeah, I think he's just dropped off the radar and yeah. he's probably going to college or something like that and doing doing all the right things so. sure that's probably true yeah i know it's got to be tough for guys like daniel ratcliffe that are harry potter and stuff like that like daniel ratcliffe can be in a thousand more movies in his lifetime he's always harry potter i mean that's oh, literally all he's gonna be he's right. got to have that's a wand exactly and right. he's got to have a scar or else i'm not even interested you know yep. there's no chance so um Rupert Grint, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, there's Ron Ron Weasley. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm sure he's played a million other characters, but he's yeah. always Ron, Ron Weasley. So that's gotta be rough for them. They're just like they're they're destroyed by their success in a weird way. Like they're so good at this one character, and now they can't be any other character, which they must hate, but like they did so good, you know. I don't know. Yep. It's interesting. Yep. But um interesting. Okay, we'll skip a couple here, but uh I like this one. This is one of my favorites. What do you wish was socially acceptable that is not currently looked down upon? I'm going to be very controversial here. Mm-hmm. Using the C word. Ah, okay. Yes, that's I, interesting. I think it's very appropriate at right. certain points in at certain, certain points. points in time. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. That is a big one. That's like if you look like poll people, like what's the worst word you could use? That comes up a lot. Yep. It comes yep. up a lot, a lot in multiple countries and everything. In the, in the U.S., it's probably the F word. I don't know if it's necessarily... I mean, we can cuss on this. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, that's another big one, too. For me, I'm always... I've probably said this several times, but I always wish, like, skipping was more socially acceptable down the street. <laughs> you know, as an adult, I feel like it's such an form, efficient form of locomotion, yeah. but yeah. we're not allowed to skip unless you're, like, three years old or five, whatever, how old you are, you know, so... That's my big one, but I, like if I could skip I used, down the street you, while using the C word. That would be my ultimate day perfect, right there. That's perfect. perfect. That's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. And going back to the Joffrey Baratheon mm-hmm. question, he's the he's char- the character is the quintessential definition of us of a C. So. Ah, true. Yes, yes, yes. Just yeah, all the petty things you could possibly do, all the revenge, all the anything, yeah. He'll be doing it. So okay, yeah, that's a good way to to surmise his career. And that yeah, um, the last fun question is going to be: if you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? A town, Jeremyville. Jeremy, ah, there you go. Okay, yeah. I feel like a, a lot of people have nice had that winter. urge before. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm sure there is a Jerryville somewhere. Yeah, there's probably hundreds in Australia, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would want. Maybe like a mountain, you know, like Mount Everest, the something like that, some mountain range, the the Smith Range, my last name. I don't know, but um, that would be cool. Or something on the, like the moon, you know? Um, some, yeah, either a star maybe or some celestial yeah. body. That would be cool. Um, one of jupiter's moons or jupiter's moons yeah instead of yeah. titan or whatever or yeah. europa being i don't know something with my exactly thing. tyler smith tyler perfect, perfect ring to it there's enough stars in the universe to get exactly. me my own star come on let's that's be real it, guys these astronomers exactly need right. to start just dishing out people would like astronomy more if they had something named yeah. after them yeah right. infinite stars there are nine billion people on the planet the maths, the maths works out. The math checks out, and you're the financial yeah. guy. So I gotta Correct. trust That's you on the math. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, you have survived the fun rounds. We are now into the would you rather's. So let's give a couple of these a shot. Um, first one's gonna be: Would you rather be a famous musician or famous athlete? Famous athlete. Famous athlete. Okay. In yeah. what sport? Uh, basketball. Basketball. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. You grew up playing that, or is that something you picked up later? I uh, grew up playing basketball um, okay. and have a love for the NBA, um, mm. which a lot of Australians do. Mm. Um, there's a, a reasonably strong national league down down here as well. We get a lot of um, guys, Americans, that don't make it at a professional level um, right. come down and, and, and play. There was a Newcastle, the Newcastle Falcons. Mm. Wow, we're, I studied abroad in Newcastle, Australia. Yep, so yep, yeah, yep. very good. Um, so yeah, basketball. Okay, the Newcastle Falcons. Awesome. I don't. I'm trying to think if there's any Australians in the NBA. Are you aware? Josh Giddy from Giddey. Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, we don't. We we've disowned Ben Simmons. Um, oh wow. Um, yeah, that's it funny. Was, it was born. He's born in Melbourne. I didn't know um, that. Paddy Mills. Patty Mills from the net at the okay. net is is Australian. Uh, cool. There's a couple of others as well. I think Michael Jordan. Is. I think he was born. Hey, I'm absolutely Sydney. I, I think he was born in Sydney. Sid- yeah, yeah correct. Born. That's right. We we we've always been dirty that that Michael chose to represent the US. I know, and not Australia that at was, the Olympics. That so. was messed up by him. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to hold him. Yeah. Kyrie Irving was born in Melbourne as really? well. But oh, that's you cool. guys, you guys can have him. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we will not. We won't take card. He's gone off the rails a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I know. There's some big blockbuster trade that uh was it Durant might go to Mavericks or something. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if that happened, but they're talking about something. But um, interesting. Okay. Um, next, would you rather? Would you rather go 30 years into the past or 30 years into the future? Into the future. Future. Okay. So that's Love good. It. You're you're bold on the future. You're thinking there's yeah. gonna be a future, not World War Three yeah. and everything. Always, always got to be positive. Um, okay. Control the controllables. Um, and I'm just fascinated to see where we get to as as a as a species. You know, whether we're whether we're on Mars in 30 years time, or or you know, we've all subsumed ourselves into into robots. What mm. uh, whatever. I've just yeah. I've always always had a love for tech sci-fi all these things and, and i'm just fascinated as to the what what we do in the next 30 years right i absolutely would say 
30 years in the future would be great. So my dad's black, my mom's white. So whenever I ask my dad this, he's like, always future. You know, like black people don't go into the past. Yep. That's that's not yep. an option. Yeah, the first, the farther you go, the worse it gets, right? For any minority. So um, he, he very quickly can answer this question. But I too look forward to becoming a cyborg one day and would love to just make that happen. You know, chat GBT is this whole big thing now. So I think the AI is pretty close to becoming conscious so it's gonna happen yeah, yeah we'll see how yeah. that goes i would just love to I, I i think my generation's been been tarnished by the terminator movies in relation yeah. to artificial intelligence but like any anytime someone says chat gpt my mind goes to uh skynet skynet's right. going to take it take over the world and and la launch judgment day so i need to wash that out of out of out of my system so yeah i don't think many people in the millennial i mean everyone knows of ter terminator but I haven't even sat down to watch the full thing. I've probably seen it on airplanes, bits and pieces, but I don't think I've proper sat down and, and watched uh, the entire thing. So I think I think there's just enough, you know, time that we're gonna produce all these things for better or worse, and uh, it'll be one thing. Uh, if you like the future and this kind of stuff, have you ever seen Ex Machina, the movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Fascinating. I figured Loved you would it. like it. I think it's Loved one of the it. best ever done. Yep. Alex Garland yep. is a phenomenal director. Yep. So, yeah. I uh, can't speak highly enough of Ex Machina, but I uh, thought you would enjoy that. Yeah. Cool. Um, next and last, would you rather is going to be would you rather go blind now or be blind from birth? Ooh. Blind from birth. Ah, so you don't want to know what you're missing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going blind now, you know what you're missing. Yeah, um, blind from birth, it's you. You only know what you know. That's an interesting philosophy in general, because then you're discounting all the experiences you've had with eyesight yeah. up to yeah. now. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. But do you take those to mean? Yeah, that's. See, I think about that too when it comes to like just the frustrations we have in the modern world itself. Another one of the questions is, would you rather, I think, would you rather be a king in the 18th century or upper middle class now, right? So the kings in the 18th century thought they were living the best lives. Obviously, they probably were at the time, but they didn't have AC. They didn't have internet. They didn't have all these things, right? So they died at 30 from uh, from a bad a bad cold as well. Yeah. So, you know, give me upper middle class today, any, right. day, any day of the week. Right, 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 right. Cause, but I'm trying to like relate that to the blindness thing. Cause like, I feel like if that was consistent, you would actually choose the King thing. Cause then you wouldn't have any idea uh, yeah, of what you're yes, missing yeah, yes, by modern point, technology. If you're what, blind from birth versus if you live now, you would know. So I'm just, just pointing out, you're being very inconsistent. No, just kidding, <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's tough, but I think about that a lot. I'm like, what about, what do I take for advantage now that like they didn't have 200 years ago? But like, also like, it's just the things we're dealing with now. I work in healthcare. So like the amount of low back pain we see and knee yep. pain, like why we can't just, you know, inject somebody with something and they walk out hundred percent stem cells, boom, you're done. You know, never have that pain again in 50 years. We're going to have that, you know? So it's like, man, it kind of sucks that we're in this weird time where it's like, we can't even solve back pain, you know, but we can send guys to the moon. It's kind of weird. I know. You know? It's crazy, isn't it? So it's a very, yeah, but I like elaborating people's philosophies when it comes to that but i see what you're saying blind from birth yeah that's very interesting i i and i guess it's probably biased by the fact that i i am 
sight abled right or i can or i can see so yeah i you know i i know what what i would be missing whereas you know from yeah. birth you, you don't know you your experiences are you, you other senses are heightened but mm. you know you 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 wouldn't necessarily be missing it missing out on something because you 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 didn't well i guess sorry you would yeah but you wouldn't know what you were missing, missing you would out on, so right i would love to ask that to yeah people that have actually gone through i mean just to see you know what that take for them would be like if that's something uh they're happy that they got to experience even a little bit or it kind of goes back again to the movie arrival for me i always like sci-fi and stuff like that but um the main actor has a child with cancer and the kind of thing is like if she can go back and not have the kid at all and see her die tragically of cancer would she do that or would she still have the kid anyway and what's yeah. the more like you know noble choice or whatever so good movie that's kind of playing on that same theme so arrival another very good one um cool and then uh next category you survived the would you rathers um, <laughs> <laughs> moving along to covid a couple of these and then we'll get some deep ones um so in this First one is going to be, where would you be now if the pandemic never happened? How did it interrupt your plans? I would still be working in financial advice. Mm-hmm. I, I think for COVID for me, it forced us to work from home. It, it, it provided, which, which was a great thing, because what it did for me is it provided the opportunity to have that hybrid working model where, you know, up until COVID, I was I was basically a transit passenger in my neighbourhood. Like I'd leave at seven in the morning, get home anywhere between five to six six o'clock o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and that they were my interactions. I didn't know, um, you know, my my wife would be doing most of the school drop offs and the like, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you saw your neighbours on weekends, but that that was about it. With COVID, working from home, being able to do school drop off, I know people. Like I feel like a part of part of my neighborhood which is fantastic um yeah you go up to the local coffee shop and you know you know people um it feels like a a small country town now Mm -hmm. um also it created that break for me to from a career perspective to go do i really want to be doing this for the next 25 years or or is there something 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 more else out there that i that i want want to achieve Mm -hmm. I think that's the the blessing of COVID is that everyone had to stop. The world literally stopped almost, you know, and everyone had to think, am I going on the right career path? Am I going to the right school? Am I doing all these things? Am I seeing my friends enough? Am I talking to my parents enough? You know, we don't realize how much we're, we're connected. And I think that what you just said about it, social isolation in a weird, weird, weird way brought you even more connected to your communities, what it sounds yeah. like. So it's yeah. almost the exact opposite of what you'd expect after you know, having such strict isolation um, in Australia. Yeah, because we were, so the isolation varied state by state in Australia. Yeah. But um, so the experience in Melbourne was um, you could only go out for four things, um, food, so you could go to the supermarket, a medical appointment. If you're an essential worker, you could go to so police officer, fire, fire off, firefighter, so on and so forth, mm. and ex- exercise. You could go, you could walk up to your local coffee shop get a, a coffee to go or takeaway as we call it in Australia. Okay. Um, so you could do all that. And that's where you got that sense of, of community. Like you saw the same people on your walks mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And it, it, it yeah, I, perversely it created, it, it localized 
um, uh, a lot, uh, a lot of communities, which, which was mm -hmm. a truly, a truly wonderful thing. Because you're right, the, the path we were going on was was just, um, you know, that that you know, your house is a place where you just sleep. Um, you you do everything outside of side of your house. You work, you eat, you so on and so forth. Um, whereas COVID, it was like, well, no, you've got to remain in your in your community, and you get mm -hmm. to know you get to know your community. Right. So, yeah, that is awesome to have that you know kind of realization and seeing the same faces, and then that definitely makes a difference when you're reaching out to people and everything. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I was thinking. The four essential things is like, what are you allowed to do? You're allowed to leave the house to get Vegemite. You're allowed to leave the house to like, oh, that's yeah, all you're allowed correct. to do. That's Just right. Get that's Vegemite. right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Chase yep. a crocodile, and that's about it. <laughs> um, okay. clear, clear the snakes out of your shoes um, yeah. from from out at the Scorpions, out, yeah. out by the door. So, yeah, that's funny. Okay. Um, next COVID question is going to be, what skill do you think was most useful to survive the pandemic? resilience resilience okay so soft resilience. skills i like this yep. yes yep yep um, why, why do you think that was important because uh it was particularly in melbourne we were always on tenter hooks as to when are, when's the isolation going to going to stop so mm -hmm. our governor uh, the governor of, of the state would do a weekly press conference and it kind of be on tenterhooks as to what's he going to say? You know, is it mm. is it you know we're, we're, it's getting to the end or is it con con continuing? So, mm. I, and you know, I found for the first month or so it was okay. We'll, we'll get through this. This this is great. You know, this is just a temporary a temporary um, stop in life, and we'll we'll move back to it. After three months, you you kind of like is life ever going to go back to back right. back to normal? And I think you know uh, you, you needed that resilience just to say, look, you know this too shall pass mm. um what it passes to we don't know we can't control that just live in the moment be resilient do do what you can do control what you can control mm. and you know live 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 the best possible day 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 you can live so that's very yeah i like a lot of what you said in there i, I do tend to find i lean on stoicism for a lot of my personal life philosophy so control the controllables and and then just kind of, kind of roll with the punches it's you know, stoicism is very much like akin to a buddhist philosophy as well meditative and kind of yeah i i like the i'm, I'm with you tola i love mm. the stoicism and and i i delve into buddhism as, as oh, cool. well I, I find the i find the um the the lessons from buddhism are are, are, are wonderful lessons you know you don't need mm. to be spiritual or, or religious right to, to take something from them they're they're just they're just good 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 lessons i mean, like the um chop wood fetch fetch water thing it, it's just that you know mm. just continually continually do do the do the non-negotiables the, the, yeah. the little things so resilience that is i yeah i don't i don't know if i have a better answer than that i think that is a, a really good choice in terms of just you know being able to survive and mentally get through the tough hardships of life is best to have some kind of operating system like buddhism like so fall back on so cool well that was the covid we're going to move into the final category the deep questions here about maybe 15 minutes left in the show um let's have as many of these as we can first one's going to be what is your definition or what do you think is a good death quote unquote good death dying in your sleep okay peaceful, <laughs> peaceful. okay 
I would have taken this like what's a noble death. I like yours. Like I want to yep. die pain free. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go to sleep one night and, and not not wake up. Yes. Have you known somebody that's had a quality death like that? Um, if you want to talk about it. Uh yeah, a former client of mine. Um so mm. it's, it's a funny sorry, it's not a funny story. He, right. It, it, it it's a story for me that that put the stark contrast of or the the um, shortness of life in, into full perspective. So his name was Chris. He had just recently retired. Mm-hmm. I was about 60, 61, 62. Should have had a full retirement. You know, the the male life expectancy in Australia is eighty four. So you know, yeah, was it was expecting to have 20, 20 years um, of enjoying the fruits of his of his and his wife's hard hard work mm-hmm. um went slept one night had a heart attack couldn't be couldn't be revived um i think i'd like to go that way not 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 being in pain not not right. knowing that that you were going um flip side of that is i i feel for chris and i feel he was cheated out of a out of a retirement mm-hmm. as well like you know he, he, it's yeah tomorrow's n- never guaranteed is it and right. you, know, you can work hard Working hard your whole life, thinking that I'm going to enjoy the fruits of of, of my my labor in my my later years. Some people some people don't get there. So right. so for me, it kind of changed my perspective and changed my my the way I provided advice as an as an advisor. It was rather than going, okay, Tyler, well you need to save every single penny that you've got because you know, mm. that's going to make sure that you've got a, a a sustainable lifestyle in 40 years time. It's like, well, right. Tyler, you're 31 you know you've right. got lots of living to do have one bit going to retirement one bit savings one bit here one one bit there right. so it's, a, it's about it's about finding it's not being on one extreme completely hedonistic and spending every single penny or more going to credit card debt not being the other extreme and being saving every single penny that you've got it's just finding that right, that right mix for, for for you. So, and I've gone completely off tangent around a no, good death, but um, but yeah. So the good death for me is that that peaceful, just yeah, um, sail off into the sunset. That's I mean huge because, like I said, I'm a big kind of fan of the whole choose financial independence movement. It's kind of big, popular with index funds and retiring in your 30s and all that kind of stuff. So some of that can go off the railings though when you're just uh, your saving rate is 90 percent, and then you never go on vacation and all this stuff living for this moment where you hit this threshold where you can live off interest for the rest of your life and what if you die you know so like there's been some podcasts where they had the guy bill perkins who wrote die with zero on about just optimizing for life fulfillment and not just for net worth and i think that's extremely important to think about you know because you can you're only going to be 30 once right so that's ex- um, that's exactly Bill right. Perkins, uh, I want to read that book for sure. But die with zeros, what that one is. Um, next qu- deep question is going to be: What is the biggest thing that held you back in your twenties, and how did you overcome it? Fear, fear of failure, fear of failure, fear, okay. fear of failure. So yeah. I didn't do a lot of things in my twenties that I, I now wish I'd done. Um, how did I overcome it? Uh, by, re- by realizing that, um, well, acknowledging that I had regrets and mm. if I didn't want any regrets, then you've got to go out and do stuff. And you know what? If you fail at it, what's worse? Trying and failing or never trying? Never trying. Right. And 
you know, having that, what if, what if I did this? What if, what if I, what if I did that? So, so there were lots of things in my twenties that I didn't do because I, I didn't think I was ready. Didn't think I had enough money. Didn't think, you know, so on and so forth. And I just, just should have, should have done it. Yep. That's, I think that's big, but to realize that and then to take that mindset, I think is so important to just, what's the worst thing, you know, uh, a, what's the worst thing that happened and then be, you know, living uh your life in such a way that most people regret the things that they didn't do than the things that they did do yep. at the end of yep. life right so if yep. you pull people so it's a good perspective to have while you're kind of fearing something is actually i would probably regret this if i didn't even try so yeah. uh, the biggest example for me is um so being part of the old british empire the, the commonwealth now so so Australians, Canadians have the ability to go work in the United Kingdom okay. for two years uh, on a work on a working visa. Mm. Something I always wanted to do. Never, just always had that fear that I didn't have enough money or I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't find the right occupation, so on and so forth. And right. you know, in hindsight, the money would have sorted itself out. I would have found a job, whether it was, you know, being a bartender or you know, some some job. It would have and. You know, if if I had gone for six months and it all fell in a heap, at least I had a, right. at least I would have gone. I mean, you could have been the financial advisor for the queen. I mean, that and would have been it's great. Exactly right. She's it's got exactly a couple right. billion dollars to yeah, throw yeah, around. She, I mean, you got a she lot does. of work to do there. So exactly, yeah. it's not it's not a it's not an easy job. Not an easy job. Yeah. Balancing feeding, her books feeding those would be very hard. Yeah, feeding and the queen. I, I imagine pet food. The pet food bill in oh my at Buckingham Palace probably. Far ways some yeah. um, households total grocery bills. So, RIP. I mean, speaking of peaceful deaths, I think she had a pretty good one. Ultimately, yes. right? Yeah. Whatever, ninety six yeah. something years old yeah. and yeah. in the sleep. Let's go. That's that's the perfect death that you want. That's awesome. She, I, I think she she deserved that. She deserved that death in terms right. of just um, sailing off into the sunset grace gracefully. I know. Right. There's a lot of controversy around the royal family and colonialism sure. and post-colonialism and, and sure. like, but I, yeah, it is it is what it is. Right. So, yeah. That's a good point. Um, we're bumping up on the ten minute mark, so we'll try to get a couple more of these in. Um, I do like this one, especially with the financial guy on the podcast. What kind of life changing item can you buy for less than fifty dollars? A notebook to track all your expenses. There you go. Spoken like a true financial advisor. I like this. Yeah. When do you think you started building that habit into your life? In your teens, twenties, thirties? In my twenties, and it was my oh. wife, or, or then girlfriend, now now wife that that introduced it to me. I I was you know up up here with oh yeah right. um, the the high level concepts, and she's like. Yeah, budgeting is you know i write down every expense and mm. we did that we recorded it and then tracked it and it's like oh my god i'm spending my gosh i'm yeah. spending six hundred dollars a month on entertainment or something like that and you're like mm -hmm. well i would need to rein that in that for me that was a the big eye big eye opener if you if you don't track it what is it if you don't track it doesn't it, get you, what what gets measured gets managed is one of them. That's right, um, spot on. That's yeah. that's what I was looking for. So, right. and that that really enabled us to to budget, save, and you mm. know we built up the deposit for our for our first house by by nice. working working that through. So, 
Yeah, I'm very good. I love the quantified self movement. I track all my health metrics. I track my budget. I have a, you need a budget app or notion. I use both of them to kind of track every penny. I'm really good at collecting data. I'm terrible at parsing it out and actually like looking at it. Like I like just collecting it, but I never like go back at the month and like, oh, I spent this much on this category because it all kind of works out, but I should be better about, oh, setting a specific time to review the budget and be like, what are the trends? I just like collecting the data. I think it's yeah. fun. You know, I'm a numbers but, guy. And look, it doesn't need to be any anything overly analytical. It's just, right. you know, just get the data and you, know, you might do it quarterly. You might say, I actually spent a thousand dollars on mm-hmm. on Apple, uh, you know, uh, Apple Music or or, right. or books or whatever. Like, or Vegemite. Really want to spend a, or yeah. Vegemite. That's a thousand dollars. That's a light that's, budget. That, that's yeah. that's a light budget. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, it, it's just uh, as you said, it's tracking the trends, mm-hmm. and you know, are you spending too much in some place, and, and just bring it bring it mm-hmm. bring it back. So right. Very important. Yeah. Very important. Co- cocaine habit, stuff like that. You sure. Know, you got to know these things. You got to know <laughs> these things ahead of time. Yeah. Um, let's kind of wrap up the show with the way I always end. But if you could ask a stranger any question in the world, nothing was too superficial or too deep, what would you ask? And what would you want to know about your fellow human? What's the biggest regret you've got? And how are you going to change it? Very good. Very good question. Biggest regret. I'll try to think on the spot here. I don't know. I feel like in my 20s, I didn't maybe date around maybe enough. So just trying to put myself out there romantically would have been a little better just for learning experiences. Um, That's one that comes to mind. I guess a lot of fear of rejection was probably big, big for me um, growing up as a kid, that kind of thing. So what was the second part of it? And how did you? Uh, How would you? How would you change it? How would you change it? I think just the mindset shift, um, like you kind of talked to similarly is what if we, what if I ask that girl out and we have an awesome first date or something, you know, like what yeah. I'm only going to be when I was in Australia, I'm always I'm only going to be 23 years old and in Sydney, Australia, probably once. Right. You know, that's literally yeah. only the time I'm going to be there. So why not just have a fun time, you know, instead of being so shy about who you meet or just putting yourself out there. Um, so maybe this podcast was a product of trying to be more extroverted initially. I do kind of field interviews and as a way to approach women or talk to people and learn how to talk to anybody, I think is a, a major life skill. So um, that's a big one that I think I finally kind of started becoming better at. But um, yeah, the regrets are the big ones, you know, and I think that's a great question because you can really quickly kind of get to the meaningful level of conversation with somebody just knowing what their one or two biggest regrets or you know things that they didn't it, necessarily think yeah about. and you you see all those articles about you know the seven regrets of of people on their deathbed and the like and you mm-hmm. know it's it's never uh, i wish i hadn't asked that girl out in 1952 and got a rejection right. it's always it's always the stuff that people didn't do as, as you mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier isn't it so yeah just having that yeah having that mindset alone i think is, is so important but well, that was the show. That was a full on about 40 minutes um, up to the max there. Is there anything you want to plug or anything that you have final words for me or the audience or whoever? No, no, no nothing, to, nothing to plug as yet. Had a fantastic time, Tyler. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so so much. So I re- really enjoyed it. My, 
my favorite topic is myself. So I can always talk about myself. <laughs> That's so. what I'm saying. This podcast is an easy sell. Hey, do you want exactly. to talk about yourself for 40 minutes? Let's do Sounds it. Sounds like a great oh, sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to visit Jeremyville at some point in my life. Uh, Once it's ultimately a thing, let me know, okay? Next next time you make it to Australia, come down to Melbourne, coffee capital, cultural capital, best city in Australia. Yeah. That I'll do the I'll do the plug for Melbourne. I okay. will buy you a I'll buy you a magic coffee. That, that's a, that's a thing. Nice. Uh, it's a very Melbourneian Melbourneian thing. Um, and I'll I'll show you show you the wonder wonderful city that Melbourne is. Awesome. We'll consider that uh, happening at some point. Yes, I'll show up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Done. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, thanks again to everybody out there listening. I thank you for your support. This is Tyler telling you to go talk to a stranger. Peace. <laughs>